0: It's another Thursday for us here uh, north of the border Brian but uh, Thanksgiving on deck in the United States and what we thought was going to be a triple-header of NFL action uh, has been trimmed. It has the uh,
1: Baltimore Ravens game has been moved to Sunday. So instead of 3, we now just have 2 games coming up tomorrow. As we uh, get the calendar updated here, it'll be the Texans and the Lions at 11:30. Followed by Washington and Dallas at 3.30.
0: Pittsburgh Steelers' undefeated record will run at least until Sunday. We bring in Dan Kovasevich uh, from DK Pittsburgh Sports uh, to get some reaction from Steeltown. And I saw Chase Claypool's tweet that you retweeted, Dan, uh, that they don't like this play by the Ravens.
2: Well, at least Chase kept it clean. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the people here are really, really angry. Uh, Steelers players, Steelers brass, uh, and, and, and the fans here in Pittsburgh. Um, this is something that's played out already once. Earlier this season when the Tennessee Titans had an outbreak and the Steelers' whole schedule got messed up and they got robbed of their bye week. They remained the only team in the NFL that didn't have a bye week. And this week, everything was shaping up. that the Steelers were going to have the short week, obviously, since it's a Thursday game. But they were going to be facing a terribly depleted, banged-up Baltimore team. And after that, they were going to have at least, you know, eight, nine consecutive days off to try to compensate for that. And now even that gets taken away from them. And the part that makes people mad, if you think about this, is the NFL has now put into place a pattern where, if you have an outbreak, or if, you, if you're not managing coronavirus particularly well, we'll coddle you and we'll punish everybody else. That's, that's basically the attitude that the NFL has taken.
1: So when you look at that scenario, I guess Deanna in itself, is it not, and obviously Pittsburgh people will say no to this in a hurry, but is it not better to manage and try and get those few extra days to make sure everybody involved in the game is safe? Or in a more safe position to play on Sunday instead of tomorrow?
2: Sure, if that's what was happening, but that's not what's happening. The, you know, the Baltimore Ravens didn't have a positive test today. All that happened was they found out that there were X number of additional players who might be placed onto the COVID list out of contact tracing concerns. They didn't have a multiple. They didn't have a positive test today. Okay. So they found out. They felt that their center and another offensive lineman most likely were going to end up on the contact tracing list the same way Brandon Williams, their outstanding defensive tackle, was put on yesterday. And they just felt like they weren't going to have enough of an NFL team to play. Now, if you're the San Francisco 49ers, and stay with me on this, okay, (laughs) you are livid. You are beyond livid, way more so than anybody in, in, in Pittsburgh. Because the 49ers in this exact circumstance were forced to play a Thursday night game, and they were basically finding players off the street.
0: But I had Aaron Rodgers in fantasy that week, so I felt good about it.
2: But you know what I'm saying, though? Yeah, That's no, absolutely, absolutely right? Yeah.
0: If you're sure, going to have a policy and you're going to have criteria yeah. and you're going to have, you know, the, the way protocols, the way this is going to play out, then follow them.
2: Come up with a standard and stick to it. Uh, the NFL has been in, in, inconsistent in this, and, and and on top of that, again, I'm I'm completely convinced here that they were just, you know, that they were just I don't know if snookered is the right word or or hoodwinked or whatever by Baltimore, but they were strongly influenced by people on the Ravens side, like let us have a fair chance in this game. Well, no, <laughs> no, you should have taken better precautions. If it's an issue where, and, and this applies across all society, look, this, this virus is rough. I mean, it, it's hitting everywhere now, and I know it's hitting Manitoba as well. And I'm not making light of it. I'm, I'm the last one to be doing that. It's hit my own family. That's not what this is about. This is about this virus has become part of the game. You hear coaches and managers Whether it's NHL, NFL, Major League Baseball, whatever it is, saying it's part of the game. If we are good at managing this, we will be a better and stronger team. It's part of what they say to their players. And now this happens, and it's like, well, hang on, let's just help the Ravens out and give them three, four more days to get a full team together.
0: If the league MVP hadn't lost three of the last four in the Ravens, you know, season basically hangs in the balance here. They're chasing Cleveland in the but division. again.
2: Yeah, but too bad. <laughs> you know, again, if it's isolated you know, again, the Steelers have had their cases. Vance McDonald just came back to tight end off of the, the COVID-19 list. Okay. So it's not like they've been, you know, pristine about this. I don't think any team has in any sport. However, When you have an outbreak within your team, and it just keeps going from player to player to player, you have done something wrong internally. Simple as that. There's no ambiguity about that. You didn't catch the first one at the beginning, and you didn't handle it properly when it came. The Ravens did something wrong, and they're just basically being coddled or rewarded for it.
1: Dan Kovacevic with us here on TSN 1290 from Pittsburgh. The Steelers have been one of the 18 teams in the NFL that have had fans in attendance. Uh, have you watched them live and in person? And what have you seen from obviously Chase Claypool and the start to the season that he's had with the 10 majors in 10 games?
2: Well, yeah, I, I mean, I, I cover every game, home and road. And, uh, you know, what they, uh, that's another thing, by the way, just to throw in here, this, the, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Is putting into effect on Friday uh, a no fans mandate. So the Steelers were going to have fans at this game. So five thousand people who bought tickets for this thing now aren't going to be able to go to the game. So that's another thing they can thank the Baltimore Ravens for. Uh, what did you ask me about? Actually, it was Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool. Right? Yeah,
1: just what it's been like to be able to. You're, you're a little upset here today. I get it. Uh,
2: <laughs> well, this just, this just happened, and this this is this is. It's just lousy. Yeah. You know? This 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 is this is a lousy thing. It, it, it's a double standard, and it's one that was put into place because there's a there's a particularly whiny franchise in the NFL that gets away with a lot of stuff, and and the and that's the Ravens.
0: Steelers are going to beat them on Thursday or Sunday, though, aren't they?
2: No, no, no. They will. This isn't about that. This is this is about doing things properly. You know I- this this is this is about being fair and about making sure that more than anything else that you're rewarding the teams that do that do this right. You know, the last thing, that's why everybody was so upset about the Tennessee Titans is they were completely oblivious to everything. If you saw Mike Vrabel's press conferences, they had no idea of the seriousness of this. And the NFL just kept going out of their way to make sure the Titans were okay.
1: Deanne, let's get to the Canadian. What have you seen oh, from yeah, Claypool? Claypool? And yeah. and the, the other side of it, too, is how much have you talked to Ben Roethlisberger about him and just kind of how that relationship is growing this year?
2: Well, Chase Claypool has has begun to blossom into something special. Um, you know, for anybody who doesn't know, it's a young man from Abbotsford, British Columbia, who, um, you know, played... Uh, high school football at a a very high level uh, out in B.C., uh, went to Notre Dame, uh, excelled there, and was seen as the number 11 prospect, which is funny because that's his jersey number too, uh, going into the NFL draft among wide receivers, the 11th best wide receiver. And sure enough, when the Steelers picked, he was the 11th wide receiver taken. And if he's not better than the top 10, I can't. Imagine, I, I can't imagine how he couldn't be. Uh, he is—he has been outstanding. Uh, it's not just the ten touchdowns; uh, it's his ability uh, to read off the ball. His—he's got uh, Megatron size, although not quite thickness yet. He still looks like he could still fill out some more. Uh, amazing body control in the air, and then once he lands. Uh, once he comes down, he, he's got the ability to break pretty much every play. And that's the thing that's stood out to me the most about him. The Steelers have even used him in rushing situations down near the goal line. He has a nose for the end zone. Um, he's also a really a fun, lighthearted kid um, who's who's embraced everything about his situation, being part of the Steelers' terrific overall group of young receivers but also the fact that he's playing and catching passes, uh, you know, from a Hall of Fame quarterback, um, he's enjoying all of it. That's the thing that jumps out the most to me about Chase Claypool is there's just this constant smile on his face. He he he's loving every minute of this.
0: Except for the nickname Mapletron, I hear he doesn't dig that.
2: Ah, whatever. <laughs> you, know what, you know what happens. Hey, what hap- Whatever happened to you guys in life? Whenever you resisted a nickname, you know? uh, I'm not, can't.
0: I'm not called T-Bone anymore. Just like George Costanza, you can't make up
2: your own. No, you can't. And if you do, you like you're you're even lamer than Costanza.
1: <laughs> hey, we usually see you around the rink a couple times a year when the Jets and Penguins are playing, or, or sitting mm-hmm. the pens on the ice around there. What's happening?
2: No, they're they're not. There's there's no trace. Of hockey, and it's sad. Um, you guys might or might not know this, but Thanksgiving Eve uh, in America means something else entirely in Pittsburgh. It's a big, big hockey night here every year, and it goes back to my childhood. The NHL always gives a home game to Pittsburgh on Thanksgiving Eve, and people, when they come home for the holidays, uh, you know, get tickets to get in there. Every game is sold out, but they get tickets to get in there, and it's the best crowd of the year, loudest, most passionate crowd people who only get to see their penguins once a year. Um, and, and they really let it loose. And this is a day that unusually people are talking about hockey around here because of that. We miss it. We miss it terribly. And at the same time, oh, man, good luck getting that back on the ice. You know, you guys know all about that situation. Um, it's, it's, because it's not just coronavirus. It's money. It's money. The NHL doesn't have the TV money to pull this off. Uh, Without fans in the seats and it's indoors and it's just a different dynamic than what we've seen in baseball and football. Um, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful, but I'm not. I, I wouldn't say that I'm like supremely optimistic that we'll see hockey until what would be the next season.
0: Great stuff as always, Dan. We appreciate the intel uh, on the Steelers uh, and the Penguins. We will talk soon. You have a huge fan club. And We're the
2: Ravens. I gave you intel on the Ravens. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Those whiny birds, right? That's
2: right. Take care, guys.
0: See you later. Love it. D.K. Pittsburgh sports uh, is where uh, Deion does his thing. Who are you putting money on for that one now? Well, oh, you'd be on the Steelers day and night. The The Ravens are, weren't good If they had all their players. Oh,
1: I know. But are they like the players are all tweeting out like they could go out and put 60 points up now. Exactly. Or they could lose.
0: That's how sports works, Brian. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Somebody's going to win. Somebody's going to lose. So we'll ask uh, how things are going to go for the Brandon Wheat Kings this year with the new head coach. When we return, stay with us. You're listening to the Don Beetle Roundtable on TSN 1290.